0: And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Independent Coronavirus Podcast. I'm Chloe Hubbard, Executive Editor at The Independent. This podcast is about getting behind the headlines and drilling down into the issues we're all experiencing as we try to navigate how we live, work and stay safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, I'm joined by food writer Julia platt Leonard, whose recipes and features have appeared regularly on the website and in our daily edition over the years. We're focusing on what to cook, what foods to hunt out and how spending time in the kitchen can nourish your mind as well as your body. Julia, thank you for joining us. First of all, how are you eating at the moment?
0: I'm doing a lot of stress baking. And I'm not even really a baker. That's not my thing. And I don't really even like sweets that much. But there seems to be something kind of therapeutic about baking. You know, I'm just I'm focused. I'm, I'm there. And I can try to forget all the other crazy stuff that's happening.
1: Oh, that's nice. You don't live anywhere near me. It's a shame because I might be uh, hanging out at yours, trying to get the odd bit of banana bread or something.
0: <laughs> and that's what I baked yesterday. I Did banana bread, and then I drop it off. You know, and, you know, and put it on my uh, on my neighbor's step. But
1: I mean, I, I guess
0: it, in in seriousness, it's it's changed the way that I shop you know I used to kind of go oh well just you know pop around and get this or I might do that or go to the fishmonger and now it's more like a thought-out military operation okay where am I going to go what might I get and really kind of having to go with the
1: flow as far as what's available yeah I've certainly experienced that as well with all of our usual routines up in the air at the moment how can cooking help us find a bit of stability I think cooking can help in a couple
0: of ways. The first thing is to realize that it's a process. So we're trying to take something from a raw state to a cooked state, or even if it's a salad, and change it. So it gets you to focus, and you can't be thinking about everything else you need to kind of be in the moment with that. And as well, it can be a bit meditative because you're just doing what you're doing. And it can be a point that kind of punctuates throughout the day. So what am I going to have for lunch? Or what am I going to have for dinner? It's something to look forward to. And in times like this, when it's really uncertain, that can be really helpful.
1: So I went to the supermarket yesterday um, and I normally quite like going food shopping I'm a bit of a foodie myself as well I enjoy my, my breakfast lunch dinner a bit like a pensioner does I think you know you look forward to it but it was a bit of a weird experience because so much of the sort of stuff I usually go for isn't available um how can we people make sure they've got a nutritious meal um and be mindful of other shoppers at the same time I think you need to go
0: in to shopping with an idea of what you need, but also, uh, being flexible. And by that, I mean, you're not always going to find everything you want. Um, so be open. So if you wanted to get aubergines, but they don't have them, but they have courgettes pick those up. And as far as kind of nutrition and making sure you get what you need, I think try to get as many colors as you can. So pick up a head of purple cabbage. Um, some beets you know greens if you can i mean i think vegetables by and large in my experience have been pretty good um and i think try to steer clear of too much pasta and other things that are
1: just going to be carbs that you may not really need now so really go for color on the plate okay thank you i'll definitely bear that in mind (laughs) i think it's also an opportunity for people um not who are not into cooking to perhaps fall in love with the kitchen and maybe try new things as well is that something you've done at all
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think
1: we have time,
0: you know, and that's something that a lot of the time we don't. So, making something from scratch is completely doable. Either to learn new skills um, or to brush up to use the cooking books that have been kind of sitting by your bed as like reading before you go to sleep. And Instead, of get them out, actually make some recipes. Um, I think it's a good time to try something new. Like I'm keen to get a smoker and to do some smoking, uh, you know, food, you know, meat, vegetables. Um, You can get them from lots of different places, but Netherton Foundry has a great one, um, which can be used indoors. So If you don't have a back garden, that's great. I think it's a fantastic time to do some slow cooked meats, um, you know, which can sit in the oven happily for five, six hours, and you've got something ready for dinner. Also, they can be some of the less expensive cuts, so you can kind of reduce your food bill as well. Um, And if you can find flour, I think doing some baking is a nice thing to do. Um, There's kind of a sense of accomplishment when you bring, you know, either it's just biscuits out of the oven um, or make soda bread. And those are all things that aren't technically difficult, but do give you a sense of satisfaction you know, throughout the day.
1: So we talked about sort of the mental satisfaction that can come from having made something from scratch. But are there any particular types of foods that could actually help with mood and well-being as well? I
0: think you really want to go for a varied diet um, and realize that, you know, right now we're kind of a bit in between seasons. Uh, We're not going to start to see a lot of British asparagus until later on the month. So we're kind of between that um, root vegetables that we were having during winter and getting more into the spring. So you do need to be a bit more creative. I would say go beyond the five a day and really pack your plate with lots of colorful vegetables. Um, And those could be raw, they could be steamed, roasted, and really make this the center of your plate. Uh, It's a great way to do that. And also, you know, you can use almost every bit of a vegetable. So from um, a waste standpoint, it's a really great thing to do as well. Um, and you could do them to purees, almost like a hummus, lots of different stuff and have a flat bread and that would be a fantastic meal or snack.
1: So thinking about people that aren't necessarily always a huge fan of vegetables, children, um, lots of people have their children at home at the moment, cooking is probably a great way to get them to all sort of spend meaningful time together. Um, what sort of things could parents be cooking with their kids? I think I think the key thing is
0: just to make it fun because I think when we're in these tight situations, we can all be getting a bit fractious and kids are getting restless, they want to be outside. I think a couple things that are really great to do with kids are making pasta. You know, so if you've got a pasta maker, you can order one, or even if you just roll out the dough, that can be really fun. And kids tend to love pasta, uh, and it can be a great way for them to kind of see the process through. The other thing I would do is I would get a tortilla press. Uh, they're not expensive. Um, they're super simple to use. And if you get some masa harina, you can make your own corn to or tortillas and the cool chili company online you can get them and you're literally just taking the harina and some water mixing it and then you can get the kids pressing that out and then putting it into a super super hot frying pan and it's a great way to use up leftovers as well so if you've got leftover veg and that kind of stuff everybody can top their own so that's really fun i would say those two things would be great things to do with kids and get some away from screens as well it gets them away from screens, and there's a sense of accomplishment. You yeah, know, the kids and adults, you know, we all have when you cook. Because if you do it, it doesn't have to be Michelin star quality. It just has to be something that tastes good to you, you know, something that you like and that you're proud of. And for a kid, and that's starting at really young ages, they should be getting involved in that. Um, it could be fantastic. And then you can get them to do the dishes as well. So, you know, assign the tasks.
1: Put them to use. Um. <laughs> So away from our own kitchens, um, I find it a bit sad when I'm on my walk, seeing all my old favorite restaurants and pubs um, closed. What kind of challenges are these businesses facing at the moment? It's huge.
0: I mean, it's absolutely huge. I mean, some of them um, that have been sit down restaurants are now doing takeaway or delivery and they're trying to get ramped up, but it's really difficult to go from one model to another. Um, As well, you know, restaurants are constantly working on very small margins. So even at the best of times, it's not um, a uh, super comfortable profession to have. Um, And you have staff and some of them have to be let off. So it's really, really difficult. So I would encourage people to find out of their local restaurants, which ones are staying open and to patronize them. Um, Because it could just be the thing that helps them get through. But I think we're gonna have to be aware that When this is all over, that we will lose some restaurants that they simply will not have been able to survive and to come back. But in the meantime, do everything you can. Find out who's uh, who's doing takeaway or delivery, especially bakeries and things like that. Some of them are still operating, uh, and make sure that you give them your business.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't realize so many bakeries were still open actually. And when I went on a walk uh, on Saturday, walked up High Street Ken, and there were loads of them still open. And I noticed in the window of Gales uh, mm-hmm. they deliver all of their breads as well. So yeah, it's a, I will definitely be trying to seek out my old favorites and get them to deliver. I managed to get a delivery of 12 Crosstown donuts Um Kind of wish they'd done a smaller box because we have got no self-control. Well, if
0: you go online and Google, you can usually find out. And often you can find out what's in your neighborhood, you know, and what's, what's close by. Um, and it's definitely worth doing. And they're so appreciative. We had a meal from a restaurant uh, in London on Friday, and they were so lovely.
1: And you could buy wine from them as well. So it was kind of, it was going out without actually going out, which was nice. Yeah, a bit of a Saturday night treat. Maybe yeah, we should try yeah. and do that this week. Yeah, absolutely. So, away from the restaurants, what about the suppliers and the farmers and the producers? Are these guys being impacted? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at farmers,
0: an estimate that I read was about 70,000 uh, know, farm workers come in to help seasonally. A lot of them are from overseas. Um, so, without them, it, it can be a real struggle for farmers. Again, another industry that, um, that can often be quite on the edge. They're doing some schemes to get people who want to work at farms to do that, which is great. Um, But I think the other thing is a lot of them are doing farm shops or also farm delivery. So like the restaurants, find out who's doing that, find out who's local to you and patronize them because it really could make the difference in, in, in keeping them going. And we're just getting to the beginning of the growing season. So I think we're going to see um, a lot of stress points where they're struggling to get enough workers in to plant. And then depending on how long this goes on to, to actually harvest the food as well.
1: How do people find that out about their local sort of farm drops?
0: Um, if you go online and you Google farm drops, you'll be able to have a list of them. And you can also do kind of, um, geography ones where they'll let you know what's close to you. Um, and also, uh, it's farmers weekly, which is a publication. They have a find a farm near you function. So if you go on there and go into their search, you can put in your postcode And they'll let you know if there's a farm, uh, which does a farm shop where you could go and buy something or if they have delivery as well.
1: That's so cool. I'm definitely going to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So what can we all do to ensure we come out of this crisis with our vibrant food scene, you know, alive? It's improved so much in Britain across the past 10 years. Um, How can we make sure that it's still there when we come out of this? I think
0: one thing is we need to think about food in a very kind of multifaceted way. Yes, it's going to the grocery store, but it's also going to your local vet shop. It's going to your fishmonger. It's going to your butcher. So think about where you're spending your food dollars and who you're patronizing and who you'd like to see out on the other end. Meanwhile, I think it's hurting the major supermarkets now. It's really the smaller guys that I worry more about. Um, So I would say that, think about where you're shopping. The second thing is I would look and see who's online um, because there's some fantastic resources. You know, if you want to get more spices that you can make your cooking more interesting and creative. There are places like Stinberg's who do beautiful, beautiful um, spices, either spice mixes, baking. So do a little bit of research and find out because those businesses need our support as well and then I think you know we need to be thinking about sustainability and about not wasting any food you know we talk a lot uh, and at the independent about sustainability this is the perfect opportunity to make sure that you're not wasting anything so when you go into a grocery store you go to your veg store make sure you're buying what you can eat or freeze or prepare for somebody because there's absolutely no 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 excuse now to be throwing away food we simply can't afford to
1: do it yeah that's a really good point and i think that leads on to the next uh, point is that is there a silver lining in this perhaps it is that more of us are cooking at home more of us are thinking about the supply chains um might people emerge with a different sense of respect for our food producers and might we eat a little less junk pick up the celeriac a little more and yeah. you know and the ready meals a bit less
0: yeah i think we've taken food for granted you know, we have, a, uh, we have an abundant food supply, we can get whatever we want whenever we want it. So I think we do, um, do assume that it's always going to be there. So when it's not, or when we're seeing some fracture points, I think it makes us think about it more. I think as far as cooking for ourselves, that can only be for the better. Because when you're buying a ready meal, that's where you're getting salt, that's when you're getting fat and sugar that you're not controlling, it's already in there. So if you're making something yourself, you decide what goes into it. And that's a sense of power, and I think we should be reclaiming that. And also, starting to think about food and cooking as a pleasure, rather than a drudgery. I think we got oh God, the last thing I wanna do is cook. But actually, if you can get into it, if you can allow yourself the time and space, it can be one of the most rewarding activities you can do and a sense of nourishing yourself and nourishing the people who matter to you. I mean, that's a great thing.
1: So thanks so much for sharing this with us. I guess I'd like to close with asking you what you're cooking, uh, or if indeed you are cooking or maybe uh, your partner's cooking for you this evening.
0: I am going to make um, a big salad and not a kind of traditional salad with, you know, lettuce and that kind of stuff, but more with lots of different vegetables. So I'm, I'm kind of challenging myself to pick up stuff that I don't really know. So I picked up a kohlrabi, which is a small little vegetable. I'm going to peel that and then I'm going to shave it thinly. I'm going to serve that with some watermelon radish, which I got as well. I've got some green beans. Um, and I might do some kind of dr- uh, dill dressing, because I've got some dill, which is going to go off soon. And maybe some new potatoes, Jersey Royals, and just make that into a big green thing, green multicolored thing. That'll be the technical name for it. <laughs>
1: that sounds amazing. I literally picked up a kohlrabi for the first time, like, during this. I didn't know what on earth it was. But they're amazing. They taste yeah. incredible.
0: Yeah. And it's a great, you know, it doesn't take a lot of preparation. I think it looks kind of pretty too if you take a peeler and do some more shavings with it. So that's for dinner.
1: Cool. Will you Instagram that? Perhaps we can take a look at it later. Yes. Oh God. Now now there's the pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much. Before we leave a reminder that you can get in touch with the podcast team here to ask questions or suggest future subjects for discussion. So please email the coronavirus podcast at independent.co.uk. Alternatively, you can use the social media hashtag, Podcast, that's Indie with a Y. You can, of course, read all about the COVID-19 pandemic as it unfolds on our website, independent.co.uk. There's also a new email newsletter you can sign up to if you want the latest news and advice delivered to your inbox daily. There's more information on that on our website. Also, you can subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen, so there's no need to ever miss an episode. And be sure to leave us a rating and comment if you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.